Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, obviously the big news today was the Rays making it an addition, and Mike Zunino is that guy as the Rays make a five-player deal with Seattle. And first of all, Mike, it's uh, great to have another Floridian on board. How surprised and shocked were you to get the news that you were A, traded, and B, you were coming home in essence? Yeah, it was uh, quite the shock. Uh, obviously, we saw some uh, some rumors stem a, a couple days ago, and and uh, sort of didn't really think anything of it. But uh, as as we heard, I mean, it, it really took us by uh, by shock. I mean, spending the last six years in Seattle was uh, it was quite quite a far uh, drive and travel from uh, here in Florida. But we're extremely excited to uh, be back here in Florida and uh, be part of the Rays organization. And I want to touch on, obviously, what you bring to the Rays organization, too. But, I mean, let's also look back a little bit. You've had, obviously, some good moments at the big league level. You were a top pick, highest pick coming out of the state of Florida, I mean, out of the University of Florida. Um, what were your best moments with Seattle as you try and look back? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we had some great runs. You know, I just missed the playoffs by a, by a couple games. Um, being able to catch, I caught James Paxton's no-hitter uh, last year. Um I mean, the list goes on and on. I've been surrounded by a great group of guys there, um, great, great front office, great staff, great ownership. So, uh, just extremely grateful to uh, have had them in my career so, so far. But uh, I mean, when it comes to that, I mean, well, we made a pretty good run back in 2014. That was exciting. That went down to game 162. So that was uh, that was pretty nice to be able to play meaningful baseball so late into the season. And obviously the hope is to do so with the Rays going forward. They won 90 games last year. Um, what's your take? Not you know, Seattle was a pretty good club as well for much of the season, but what's your take on joining a Rays team that obviously is young, uh, that kind of exceeded a lot of expectations, and now obviously trying to build upon that? Yeah, it's extremely exciting. Uh, I think when you start to see uh, how clubs are being built and how clubs are uh, going from young talent to, you mean, being very dominant in the major leagues uh, uh, with the Astros, with the Braves, how quick they did that. You know, it's exciting to be a part of a team that's so young, so full of talent, and uh, I'm just ready to uh, you know, bring what I can to this team and help this team win in any way I can. Mike, you obviously wanted Florida. Um, you listened to the conference call, and it seems you were pretty beloved by the people who covered you with the Seattle Mariners. What characterizes Mike Zanino as our fans are going to get to know you a little bit? Oh man, um, you know I I just try to be as, as honest and real as I can. You mean I've had some uh, some success in my career and I've had some failures, and uh, you know I've always wanted to stay as even keel as I could. Um, I'm a big believer in that. You know my my first job is to take care of the pitching staff and the defensive side of the ball, and then when the offense comes around, I mean that's that's another time to help the team. But uh, I take a lot of pride in my defense and working with the pitching staff. Um, so so I'm very excited to uh, build that repertoire with those guys and uh, you mean hopefully help them out even more. Well, you obviously had some success with a lot of guys in Seattle. You mentioned James Paxton. Obviously, there were long stretches where Felix Hernandez was one of the top pitchers in the game, and Edwin Diaz blossomed this year. Uh, but how excited are you to potentially work with Blake Snell, who is potentially a Cy Young Award winner? Certainly, he's a finalist, and many people believe he deserves to win the award. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Um, I know he's a Washington guy, so it'll be mm -hmm. uh, some good conversations there. But uh, I'll tell you that I'm, I'm much more excited to be catching him now than I will mm -hmm. be facing him. But, uh, you know, j just to see his emergence, obviously, I, I believe he um, 
pitched early on in his career with us, and then seeing his his full season last year was uh, incredible. So uh, I just want to be able to to be there, help him with his growth, and uh, I mean, just sort of help him any way I can. You mentioned your defense comes first, Mike. What makes a good defensive catcher? Oh man, I just think the time, the time, and the effort, the details. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's a demanding position, so sometimes you don't always get to put the work in that you can because how your body's feeling. Um, but but the small details, whether it's uh, blocking or receiving um, or throwing, can make a huge difference. And uh, as I've caught more and more and uh, have talked to more guys about it, you start seeing guys that refine the small details and their game goes to a different level. And obviously the Rays have used their staff a little bit differently. They've used openers. Um, you know, they've used maybe more pitchers in a given game than a lot of clubs have. How much of the the behind the plate work is also the mental work going into it, and how do, how have you used analytics in the past? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's a huge part of it. Uh, I think the biggest part is uh, realizing what you want to deem important. Uh, every club has different aspects and different statistics that they believe are important. Um, for me, I'm I'm extremely excited to dive into that. Um, you mean know, with, with either the analytics department or you mean the coaching staff and you know, get on the same page with them, and then it can lead into game calling and what they deem effective and, and what they like. Um, and then once you become familiar with your pitchers, you can then apply that game calling to their strengths and, uh, you know, hopefully have that cohesion and everything. But it's a uh, it's a fun process, and it's going to be fun to be with a new organization that, that's pretty cutting edge with that stuff. From a personal end, how did you find out about the news? Did you get a call from Jerry? Um, did you read about it, see it on, on social media? How did you learn about all this? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it picked up quite a bit, and obviously uh, um, you see some stuff pick up on social media. But uh, I actually got a call from uh, from Jerry then, and then uh, got, got a call uh, this morning from uh, Scott Service and uh, Eric Neander. So it was, it was pretty cool. Once that happened, I figured everything was, uh, you mean, finishing up in the works and it was uh, really exciting to uh you know be able to uh, maybe turn to a new chapter in my career and uh you know help Tampa Bay raise out what was the conversation like with Eric uh because I, I think uh most people who've dealt with him coming or going believe he's very very upfront very honest uh kind of the characteristics that you say about yourself mm-hmm. yes he was and uh you know I think that's the, the best trait to have I mean obviously when you're dealing with players uh you know, if you can just be honest and open with guys, um, they respond a lot better. Um, he was, uh, you mean, obviously excited for the addition. Uh, we talked about Guillermo Heredia a little bit. That's joining too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just wanted to express to him I'm, I'm excited and, uh, you know, ready to uh, get to work and help this club any way I can. You say get to work. You're in the state of Florida, but you're on the, you know, a few hours away in Gainesville. How will you try and will they will they get you information during the off season? Will you come here kind of in January and start to try and catch bullpens? The guys, what's kind of, I know a lot thrown at you at once, but what kind of your mindset and how long in spring training do you think it'll be before you start to really feel comfortable with guys? Yeah, um, I think it's one of those that as I uh, begin to discuss stuff with the staff and, and get to know these guys, uh, get the information of who's around uh, during spring training, throwing bullpens and stuff. Uh, that's stuff that I enjoy doing. Uh, obviously, our spring training was in Arizona, so it was a little bit more difficult for me with Seattle. Uh, but being only a couple hours away, it, it's very easy to go stay for a few days, get some working at the complex, show the face around, and, and just put names to faces and, and really try to make this transition as seamless as possible. And you obviously know some guys here. I mean, you know uh, 
Ryan Yarbrough a little bit. You can even tell us about Guillermo Heredia, who I understand, you know, who's another piece of this deal, at least in the immediate term. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, obviously, there's been quite a few trades between Tampa and Seattle in the last few years, but uh, you know, uh, I think that the fans are going to absolutely love Guillermo. He's a high energy, uh, very char- uh, charismatic player, um, great in the clubhouse. Um, you know, so it's just uh, another player that seems to fit in with the culture that's already surrounding this team. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in it. If that culture is right and guys are, um, you mean, focused on the same vision, you can accomplish a lot. And, and at least if I remember right, you've played. I know you said you're you're happy not to face Blake Snell, but you look at you had some pretty good success against the Rays. In fact, I remember a grand slam you hit against them. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Last year, um, yeah. So it's uh, it's one of those. One of those things where you face teams. I don't know if it's uh, that was in Seattle, but I don't know if it's sometimes being back home. You feel a little bit more comfortable, but uh, no, it's, it's always a ballpark and a place that I've loved to play at. So uh, now to be able to play 81 home games there is going to be extremely exciting. How many Gator fans or former uh, teammates have you heard from in the last handful of hours? Oh my gosh, it's been nonstop. Uh, the text and and the congratula- uh, congratulatory words have uh, been coming in nonstop, but. Uh, as as the the hours go on, a lot of the Florida guys are picking wind of it and uh, are a little bit jealous that I'm closer to home. And, and what does it mean to you on that end? I would guess that, I mean, look, family can always get to see you, whether it's on TV or they fly out, but this is going to be a lot more intimate. And I would assume, you know, Kevin Cash is a, is a Florida guy. Malik's was a Florida guy. I would assume that it's got to mean a little bit more personally. Yeah, you know what? It, it, was, it, was, it was a blessing uh, to be able to, get drafted and play for Seattle. But uh, if you look at it geographically, literally the farthest place that I could have gone. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really nice to get back. Uh, uh, my wife's family's here. My family's here. Uh, our friends are, are scattered throughout the state. Um, so when it comes to that, that longevity of the season, uh, sometimes just being able to see a familiar face uh, can, uh, can make the season uh, sort of a little bit more uplifting instead of being out there by yourself. So, so we're extremely excited for that, and uh, it's just going to be a, a good experience for us. And I know you said as a catcher, defense is first. But, look, you've put up, what, 20 homers plus in each of the last couple seasons. How do you see yourself as an offensive player, and how do you hope to fit in there? Yeah, um, you know, I believe I made some changes in 2017 that, that really helped me. Um, last year, the day before season, I uh, strained my oblique, which uh, you mean took me a little bit longer to uh, really come back and feel 100%. I, um, gave away too many at bats that I wish I didn't, but uh, you know I'm, I'm a guy that wants to be on the field, so uh, I'm ready to get healthy. Um, you mean get my swing uh, back to feeling good and, and just help this team bo- on both sides of the ball. But health wise, you are 100 percent now as as you get ready for 19. Yep, 100 percent ready to go. Um, you know, off season uh, has started off and been great, so uh, it's one of those where it gets exciting and it'll be excited to get things rolling into spring training. We look forward to seeing you in Port Charlotte and at Tropicana Field in the very near term, and we're very excited to have you on board as a Tampa Bay Ray. Awesome. Thanks for having me, and uh, glad to be a part of it. So you just heard from Mike Zanino, who certainly was a principal of the deal the Rays just uh, made the trade for. Obviously, part of the reason the Rays went out and got him is it gives him a real solid balance in terms of the catching area, they've got a right-handed batter now with power. They've got a left-handed catcher with good contact ability in Michael Perez. 
Uh, and they both have really good defensive abilities. And I think this really gives the Rays some good balance in terms of what they have behind the plate. Now, obviously, to get something, you have to give something. And the Rays traded a dynamic player in Malik Smith, who certainly was much improved this year. And I think they will have to figure out the leadoff spot to a point. I think Joey Wendell is among the guys who can handle it. Daniel Robertson, maybe against lefties, doesn't give you the same speed, but certainly gives you same on-base ability and certain other attributes that I think would help. And the Rays certainly could make additions to over the course of the offseason. But fact of the matter was the Rays had a plethora of left-handed hitting outfield options. They got a right-handed hitting outfield option back, Guillermo Heredia, too, who, as you heard from Mike Zanino, is a dynamic clubhouse guy who will bring energy and probably will give the Rays a better lineup against left-handed pitching. Um, And then uh, beyond that, they have a lot of left-handed hitting options in their outfield. And I think Malik should probably be the first to tell you that his uh, defense improved, but he still was more of a corner outfielder than he was a center fielder. And it remains to be seen who would be the race backup center fielder for next year to Kevin Kiermaier. Um, I think the Rays do want to upgrade uh, that backup just in case there's an injury. You'd love to have KK play 150 games next year, and certainly that's the hope and certainly what he's shooting for. But I think you always have to have a backup plan, and depth is vitally important. So um, certainly that's going to be an area that we'll focus on during the course of the offseason. The other mild surprise, or maybe the only mild surprise in this deal, was the fact that the Rays ended up with an addition to the 40-man roster. They took on two players. They got rid of one that gets them at a full 40. And we know uh, that between now and November 20th, the Rays probably have to add at least four players to protect for the Rule 5 draft um, and maybe as many as six. So we'll see how that goes. So that means that more moves are coming between now and the 20th. We'll certainly chart them as we go. And uh, if there are, again, big enough moves that warrant, we'll talk about it on our podcast. If not, we'll also... Knock them out on our blog, raceradio.moblogs.com. We thank you very much for being with us for a special podcast with Mike Zanino, and we certainly will talk with you soon.